Hello and welcome to you all joining us uh, for this regular Wednesday free session for people to come together and um, deepen their practice and learn from the wisdom of um, Mark Williams, who will be um, with us in just a moment. It's a good idea for you today to have a, a, a pen or something to write with and something to write on because there will be moments when Mark will invite you to just write and reflect on, on what you've noticed. Um, so with no further ado, I'm gonna hand over to Mark for this pause and reflect session. Thanks very much. Thanks Claire. So let's take a breathing space right at the start of our time together this evening. So coming to sit and Notice the weather pattern inside mind and body right now. Maybe the after effects of what you've just been doing. The after effects of the day. And wherever you are in the world, the morning, the evening, middle of the night. Stepping inside and noticing what's here. and acknowledging thoughts, if there are thoughts here. Any feelings or emotions. Sometimes thoughts and emotions bring with them body sensations, or body sensations are just here too. Noticing their feeling tone. And then when you're ready, moving to step two of the breathing space and letting this fade into the background as you narrow down the focus of attention to the breath or some other anchor, perhaps the feet or contact with seat and and then step three broadening out again to the whole body sitting here and a sense of acceptance of the body just as it is, as far as that's possible for you to do. A sense of really arriving, of coming home to the body, just as it is. And then allowing your eyes to open if they've been closed, beginning to move and taking in the room again, wherever you are. We started this taster course by talking about the state that we can get in when we're in driven mode, when we're driven to distraction by the busyness of the world or the busyness inside our minds and bodies. 
we may show different signs of this. We mentioned several at the outset, being preoccupied, for example, or judgmental, unaware or blinkered, off balance, reactive, fearful, and joyless. Sometimes these are short-lived and they only hang around while we're very busy, but they can easily become a habit and then it really gets us down. And many of your comments have shown that you recognize one or more of these persisting signs of restless exhaustion and may have a deep longing to change what's happened to you, to find peace and freedom from it all. But how? That's what we all want to know. And it's been a theme of your questions too. And gradually we've been discovering that there is something that we can do, things that we've been practicing week by week, exploring anchors that we can trust to return to, bringing kindness right into the intimate aspects of your mind when it wanders, even thanking the mind for what it does, or at least allowing it for a moment becoming aware of feeling tone, and then allowing pleasant and unpleasant tonality to be here, to be sensed, saying it's okay. And then beginning to learn to discern the difference between effective action and more aimless busyness, no action needed. And then last time in week six, beginning to use these skills to cultivate openness, so we can turn towards difficult emotions and also care for ourselves as a loved one would care for us. This week, we take the chance to pause and to review what we've been learning, doing so through practice. If we were to summarize what we've been practicing, it's been learning to anchor ourselves so that we can pause long enough not to change what we find, but to switch on the light of awareness to see clearly by that light and with kindness what's unfolding in our experience, making contact with our experience, what's arising in our experience from moment to moment, frame by frame. And you may have discovered that this reveals something that we easily miss. It's this feeling tone of each and every frame. Yet inside the feeling tones, and our immediate reactions to them are locked some old patterns of conditioning, habits that are getting us stuck, getting in our own way. And in the seeing comes the freedom, the unlocking. Why? Because automatic habits tend to dissolve by themselves in the light of awareness. You sense more options, more choice. So today we'll practice together. And just like the all day practice that sometimes comes between session six and seven of an eight week course, we'll also use elements from all the practices we've done so far. So mostly practice today, then some chance for sharing and reflection towards the end. And even though this may be the shortest all day you'll ever experience, still remembering to look after yourself, changing your posture, standing sometimes, sitting, lying down, experimenting sometimes with eyes open, sometimes eyes closed, letting go of the guidance altogether if you choose, allowing this to be a time for you to nourish yourself. So now if you're ready, feeling free 
to do the first part of the meditation lying down if you have a rug or a mat or something that is comfortable to lie on or of course you can stay sitting if you choose. So coming now to meditate together and to sit or lie down, closing your eyes if that feels comfortable to you or lowering your gaze. And whether you are sitting or lying, spending a few moments making yourself comfortable. Bringing your awareness to your whole body. Allowing yourself to be just as you are as best you can. Perhaps noticing sounds, sounds from outside, sounds from inside, sounds from inside your body perhaps. And then at a certain point, gathering your attention and moving the spotlight of attention to the feet. Noticing what sensations are here when your attention arrives. Open to all the sensations, whatever they are. Not trying to change them, just allow them to be just as they are, as best you can. And then at a certain point, moving the attention to the contact with whatever is supporting you, the mat or the floor if you're lying down, the seat if you're sitting. What sensations are here at these points of contact? And then letting go of this contact with what's supporting you and coming to the hands. Then shifting this spotlight of attention to the breath, either one place where you feel the breath moving or the whole breath. And now choosing whether to stay with the breath <clears throat> choosing whether to stay with the breath as your anchor or returning your attention to the feet or contact with whatever is supporting you or the hands or to sounds if you like. Choosing your anchor and remaining in this one place, 
open to the sensations here. And if at any point you notice that your mind has wandered, reminding yourself that it's not a mistake. There's no need to rush back as if you've done something wrong. Instead, taking a deliberate pause, acknowledging where the mind had wandered to, perhaps even marveling at the mind's ability to do this. In this way, cultivating a sense of gratitude for the mind or, or compassion for it if it's struggling. And then when you've taken this pause, gently escorting your attention back, shepherding the attention back to where you had intended it to be. knowing that the mind will go off many times. So each time, no rush, pausing, thanking, coming back over and over again as the practice unfolds. Perhaps remembering the gym equipment analogy, mind wandering allows us to practice, we need it. So now sitting and practicing in this way, Just checking in from time to time to see where your mind is. And if it isn't where you intended it to be, taking a pause, acknowledging where it went. Nothing's gone wrong. Shepherding it back in due course. No rush.
And now in a moment, we're going to do some stretching. So feeling free to stand up now, if you wish. Of course, you can, you can sit if you wish to do these stretches, they're all possible with sitting. So making a choice now, either to taking a moment to stand or to sit. And if you're standing, having your feet uh, hips width apart, if you're sitting, letting your back come away from the back of the chair, if that's possible, so your arms are free to move. And as with all stretches, looking after yourself, not pushing beyond your limits. And as we sit or stand here, coming to notice the body sitting or standing and the breath moving in and out of the body now. And when you're ready, beginning to move your hands, both hands to the side of the body. And then, so they're parallel with the ground. And then if you, if you choose and if you can, moving the hands right up above the head until they come to rest with the palms facing each other as if they were holding a brick. And as we do this, registering the feeling tone of sensations and how they may be changing. As the sensation makes contact with your consciousness, perhaps saying contact pleasant or contact unpleasant or contact neutral. And then just beginning the journey back and making this slow enough so you can feel the changing sensations and the changing feeling tone of sensations as your arms make the journey back to your sides. And eventually allowing the shoulders to drop and tuning into the, the feeling tone of this moment, the sensations in the body, the after effects of doing that stretch. And if these feel unpleasant, saying to yourself, it's okay not to like them. And if there are sensations that feel pleasant, saying it's okay to like this. And now, we're going to move the shoulders up as if they wanted to cover the ears and just stay in this position, but not overstretching, just moving the shoulders up and letting it rest in this position so you can feel the sensations. And if there are any slight, if there's any slight discomfort or unpleasant sensations now, noticing it, unpleasant, and then allowing it, it's okay not to like it. and then moving the shoulders forwards as if the shoulder blades wanted to touch in front of you and noticing the stretch across the shoulder blades at the back 
And once again, what sensations are here now and are they pleasant or unpleasant? If they're pleasant, it's okay to like them. If it's unpleasant, it's okay not to like them. See if it, you can register the feeling tone with the sensations and allow it to be just as it is, a sense of softening and opening. And then letting the shoulders drop and noticing the sensations here now and allowing them to be just as they are. Saying to yourself, it's okay. Noticing what's inside the bundle of sensations as well. Tingling or vibration. And then moving the shoulders back as if the shoulder blades wanted to touch behind the body. What sensations are created now? And again, if it's unpleasant, allowing it. If it's pleasant, allowing it. Opening and softening as you stretch and breathe. And then very slowly just rolling the shoulders for a few moments, just rolling it so you get the sense of the changing feeling tones. Don't have to be big movements. First in one direction, the other direction. Then coming to stillness, letting the shoulders drop and noticing the feeling tone of the after effects of doing these stretches. And if you've been standing, coming now to sit and sitting here on a stool or cushion or chair, aware of the whole body and bringing the same attentiveness to the whole mind and body as you sit here, as we've just been doing to these stretches. And then as we're sitting, if a thought or emotion comes up, a plan or daydream or a worry, noticing its feeling tone. And if it's pleasant saying, here is pleasant or, or contact pleasant. And then adding, it's okay to like it. And if it's unpleasant, registering this too, here's, pleasant, here's unpleasant or contact unpleasant. But allowing this too, it's okay not to like this. Using each out breath as a cue to tell you when to tune in if, if, you, if you wish, if that helps. whole body sitting here.
taking each moment as it comes, sensing its tone as best you can with curiosity. It's okay. And if at any time the mind feels like it's getting busy, saying to yourself, no action needed right now. And now, if you choose, continuing to sit and practice in this way for the next couple of minutes, or if you wish, you could just take a moment to reflect on your experience so far of what we've just been doing. What is your experience? Any discoveries or maybe delights or difficulties? And if you wish, you could just take your paper or your journal and just for a minute, if you choose, just write a word or phrase to, to capture your experience. So feeling free to do that now or simply sitting. And now, coming to sit, or if you wish, you could lie down once again. And when you've found your chosen posture, settling and grounding, finding your anchor once again. And now, 
as you sit or lie here, bringing to mind someone you are grateful to. A loved one who cares or cared for you or someone who showed you kindness once. Visualize this person. Imagine them now as if they were present here. Sensing their care for you, their wishes for you. That you should be safe. That you should be happy or contented. Living with ease and in peace. And now seeing if it's possible to bring those same wishes to, to yourself. You may wish to use the same phrases, may I be safe from harm? May I be happy and contented? May I live with ease and in peace? or using your own name instead of I, using your own name. Safe from harm, happy, contented, living with ease, in peace. Sometimes life is very busy and turbulent and it may help to say, may I be safe from harm in the midst of this. May I be happy in the midst of this. Living with ease and in peace, even in the midst of this. And as we practice in this way, perhaps discovering that all the critical things we so often say to ourselves, they are not the last word. You may be loved and accepted and cherished more than you will ever know. And then at a certain point, coming back to your anchor and receiving the sensations that are there and to be known and experienced when your attention arrives at your anchor. 
and then remaining with your anchor or if you choose, if there's been some difficulty or hassle over the last 24 hours and you want to practice bringing it to mind now, if you have the energy for this, just bring it and allow it to remain on the workbench of the mind, some small hassle or difficulty that is going on at the moment. And then exploring where in the body it's creating sensations. bringing your attention right up to and into the sensations, the region of sensations, cradling them in awareness just as they are. Noticing their feeling tone. It's okay not to like this. No action needed right now. Then when you're ready, returning to your breath or your other anchor, whatever it, whatever it is for today. And then once again, if you choose continuing your mindfulness practice, either by continuing to sit or by taking a moment to reflect on your experience, perhaps writing a few words or phrases in your journal or on paper for a couple of minutes, if you choose, staying close to your experiences as best you can. So sitting or sitting and reflecting, and if you choose, writing a few words or phrases too. And then returning to your breath or other anchor for a few moments. 
And as we bring this period of practice to an end, reminding ourselves that bringing awareness to our mind and body as we do this work, this practice, and also in our daily lives is a way of nourishing ourselves, of seeing clearly how we are from moment to moment. And in this way, finding more freedom to choose. So now letting your eyes open, if they've been closed, coming to sit. And I'm going to hand over to Claire in a moment. So rather than questions today, um, feel free to put some of those words or phrases, if you choose, that describe your experiences of today's practices. And Claire will voice some of these so we can reflect on them. So we're moving not so much into question now, although use the Q&A box if you wish, but it's really about your experiences and reflections rather than questions. So I'll hand over to Claire now. Thanks, Mark. We've, we've already got some lovely observations, discoveries coming in. Um, one that struck me straight away was um, a recognition that when we're exploring feeling tone, there might be a temptation to control it, have a particular experience, or um, think about it. So actually not experience feeling tone, but think about feeling tone. I wonder what you thought about that. That's a really common experience. And actually, feeling tone is a bit like um, hmm, planet Earth, um, and the thoughts that can arise are a bit like satellites sent up into the stratosphere. So we have a certain feeling tone, we have a certain experience, and then we have boing, we have a thought about it, sending up a satellite. And um, so that can, and the satellite can be anything, but often you're quite right. It's something like, um, I wonder what this is about. Oh, I usually find that quite pleasant, or I usually find that unpleasant, that's interesting. Oh, I wonder if I could do something about that. Maybe I could turn that pleasant to unpleasant. And so blah, 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 we're, we're away. And while we're away on our satellite, actually a number of moments have happened and they also have a feeling tone. But when we come to our senses and realize what's happening, um, what's really nice is we recognize that actually those satellite thoughts also have a feeling tone so we can still practice with them. So it's not a sense of a lost cause even if we find ourselves trying to control or whatever it is, that's fine. Because all we need to do is to pause, stand back and go, oh, look what I'm doing, isn't that interesting? Thanking the mind and saying, ah, so what's the feeling tone right now? And that's the lovely thing about the feeling tone practice. You can always come back to wherever you are and say, 
What's the feeling telling right now, even that attempt to control? So it's a, it's a great reflection. Great, and it feeds beautifully into um, another observation, which is the, the freedom that comes with knowing you don't have to do anything, mm. just observe. But um, uh, somebody else commented that um, when you're saying thank you, so thanking the mind, um, in a way that kind of doesn't feel like the end of the story and, and the tendency can be then thank you and then straight back to, you know, working with it, fighting with it. So you've kind of answered that, I think, just in terms of observing the feeling tone in that moment. Is there anything else you'd, you'd be able to say about that? So you've thanked the mind. Thank the mind and the mind doesn't want to particularly be thanked or it yeah. can't. <laughs> well, thanks for that compliment. Now I'm going to fight for you. And that's that's what minds do. So one of the things is is one of the reasons why we call this practice is because it does take practice. And you know, it takes practice every day because even if you've won a battle, what you think of being a battle one day, or not so much a battle, but you've really feel, oh, this day's been um so much more skillful then it's almost like in the middle of the night, somebody comes and resets you to zero. So tomorrow you'll find yourself doing the same thing again and thanking the mind, then it gets into a battle. So each day um, we practice with this sense that all the things that are going to be sort of um, conjured up, are the sort of hindrances that get in the way, the barriers, they are going to be freshly minted every day. They're always going to come as if they're fresh, as if you've never seen them before. They will find another disguise to try to um, get underneath the stability, the kindness, the clear seeing that you um, intend to develop here. And therefore, we go back to saying, OK, we're going to come back to stability. We're going to come back to clear seeing. We're going to come back to kindness again and again and again, because this will keep coming back. But in time, you find that those moments do get slightly more spaced out than they used to be. Sometimes they cluster together, but generally speaking, they become slightly more manageable. Lovely. No, I love that. But I do. And actually, there's something else that's just come in. Um, I, don't, I don't know whether you think this is helpful. I know I found similar analogies helpful, but somebody has said that their mind is like a toddler tugging at an adult's skirt. Do you think such analogies are helpful? Or do you think maybe that's kind of, again, distancing you from, from the felt experience? No, I think, I think these are, are very helpful. And if you uh, think that it's not, just notice. I mean, in other words, you only know what's helpful by its fruits. Yeah. So if you find an analogy like, you know, we talked about gym membership, we've talked about puppies, sometimes the kids at school talk about thought buses. And these are really, really helpful models because they change your view of what's happening and changing view or changing perspective is really, really helpful. So mm. it's not just sensing, it's the changing view that comes from that as well. So, but if you're slightly, oh, is that a good analogy? Don't worry, because you'll know it in the next few minutes. Does it help you? Does it clarify? Is it kind? If it is, it's done its job. Great, thank you. I'm so pleased on, on a personal level with that one. Um, so another observation, it's interesting to feel pleasant and unpleasant sensations at the same time. 
in different parts of the body and how they communicate with each other. Well, that's fascinating, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's because all of these things are being taken into particular parts of the brain and there will, and they're coming so fast, there will be a sense of them being um, combined in some way, maybe, um, or, or this sense of communication. And um, it's a lovely thing to observe. So if you, if you notice that's how it feels like, you get a sense of communication, then just observe that and see how that unfolds for you. Does it, does it interfere with your sensing? Do you find yourself prioritizing one over the other? If one is pleasant and the other is unpleasant, do you find you, your sense of trying to use one to overcome the other? I don't sense from the experience there that that's what you're noticing. I sense that actually you're just curious. And that's perfect because curiosity mm. is your great ally here. Yeah, fantastic. And and the, the unpleasant can feel like a toddler tugging at an adult skirt, can't it? I, I know that's the case, just noticing. Um, uh, so someone else has, has mentioned that while practicing, they realized they were feeling really restless. And then on checking in again a little later, they noticed that that feeling had greatly diminished. I'm wondering whether there is neuroscience around this, this actual settling process. Um, there's bound to be neuroscience because that's what neuroscientists do. They try to explain all your experiences and um, the, the, the interesting thing here is our, is our experience. So remember, we've been talking over the past weeks about how attention can be distracted. Um, it can be pulled toward the region of greatest uncertainty. And so if the mind is very bus busy on the fringes of consciousness, sorting things out, planning things and so on, or it's still sort of like a flywheel, still going round and round from the activities of the day, then there will be a sense of restlessness. And um, this, is, this is partly because of the, all the activity going on. And as we've said before, the body budgeting for all of that. Um, and what we are asking our body and minds to do is to focus on a single task. And by using things like no action needed, or it's okay to, to notice this restlessness, it's okay. What we're doing is taking away that bit of the process that will often exacerbate the very restlessness that we are not liking. So for example, when we're restless, often we say to ourselves, I don't like this restlessness, I'm fed up. This is, this is preventing me from meditating. If only I could get rid of my restlessness, I could meditate. And yeah. then we make this discovery that restlessness is, can at that moment be the object of our meditation. John Kabat-Zinn yeah. once said, this is your curriculum for right now. You know, let everything else go. This is your curriculum right now. Your restlessness is the object. Bringing all your kindness and curiosity and your sense of what's the feeling tone here. Oh, it's different. Oh, that's changed. Oh, now it's spread. Now it's come, you know, to that. So that, and that sense of allowing, it's okay not to like this restlessness because the not liking the restlessness usually is the resistance that, that keeps it going. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Thank you. Now, this one is really interesting. So extreme pleasant or unpleasant is easy. 
it's easy to notice, I think they mean. Those of us who focus on the needs of others may find it harder to know what we like or don't like on the more subtle sensations. What do you think? Okay, so I can see that subtle is harder. I'm at the moment not seeing why the caring for the needs of others. I can see that that's an important experience, Mm -hmm. but what the connection between them, I'm not quite seeing at the moment. So I'm still trying to imagine what that might be. Maybe it's maybe it ties in with another one, which is about neutral mm-hmm. or neutrality of experience. I don't know how I'm feeling. Yeah. I don't know if it's pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. That was another observation. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. So I think it is more difficult to spot the neutral ones and the, the ones that are near neutral. And um, that's it's difficult because it's difficult. So not to worry about that. It's actually harder to do. Part of the practice is beginning to tune up to the plus ones, plus two, minus ones, minus two, as we said, usually the minus ones, minus two is, is, uh, is slightly easier than the plus ones or plus twos. But when they get to neutral, it can be, it can be difficult. Now, one of the things of focusing on the needs of others is that it may well be that when your attention is out, outward moving, when your attention is on other people and other things, you just have learned not to um, focus on yourself. So yeah, so the po- the big positives and the big positive the negatives will impinge because they're, they're the clanging symbols, right? But uh, as long as they're not happening, you're free to just focus on the needs of other people, your children, your parents, your partner, um, your work colleagues. One of the questions is then, is it possible to, even when you're with other people, to check in at least with the feet on the floor, to begin to notice if something is um, just creeping up, a little bit positive, a little bit negative, that is a warning sign that you're feeling tired maybe, or that you're moving towards something. And that, that, tends to happen with practice. So you begin to notice the things that get nearer and nearer zero. And especially what's useful is noticing the, the slightly negative mood that some of us get into sometime, um, where you feel just a little bit irritable, a little bit impatient. It's not a big one, but actually, if we're not mindful, we actually just spread the mood around. So we get impatient. It's, it's a sort of near cousin of judgmental self-criticism it, it shows itself as impatience or perfectionism for ourselves or for somebody else and then we spread it around we feel impatient with ourselves then we feel impatient with others so just that little oh i'm be- feeling impatient now naming it unpleasant that can go a long way to meaning to that you are caring for others but also a little bit self-care as well it's not an either or it turns out mm. Mm. thank you it's so complex isn't it there's a, there's another really interesting one again um <clears throat> about relating to experience i could sit in the midst of agitation of the mind and witness what is happening but it was more difficult to do that when the sensations became very strong or is it about the beliefs behind the sensations 
I think it is more difficult when they're, when they're strong and beliefs come with them because belief is another satellite. Mm. Um, beliefs about what's happening. So one of the things there is, is maybe to, if, if the beliefs are very strong and they're whooshing you away, then take the sort of the more difficulty practice and drop into the body and mm. have, a very, have a very deliberate, intentional, okay, I'm gonna shift into the body now and notice what's going on here and see if it's possible to work through the body. So for anything that's strong and threatens to, to whoosh you away, then drop into the body. But always remember that you don't have to sort of do all of this through meditation. It's possible to give up. It's possible to leave it for now. If it's just overwhelming, you know, go and have a cup of tea. You can come back to it later, not to grit your teeth and saying that meditation's my only ally. I've got to get sorted with meditation or somehow I'm a failure. So yeah. feel free to move in and out. Yeah. Great, that's really helpful. So this might be the last one we have time for. Really interesting, might labeling a raw experience or sensation a positive or negative feeling tone actually magnify it or even bring it into being in that way um, or at least distort it by lumping it into a gross category positive negative neutral okay so so what was the very first word about so it's about labeling experience okay. as positive negative or neutral and does that actually magnify those particular characteristics okay. by, by naming it in that way i i think that the 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 it's a sort of sensing so um although it does feel like a, a labeling it's 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 a sense of a reading out so remember when we started this work we said if you um if you see a baby smiling on a bus or whatever or you smell a drain you sort of feel it really automatically and immediately you, you don't sort of think, how am I going to label that? Sometimes if it's very difficult, but then usually you let it go and don't even think about it. But if you smell a bad drain or the smell of gas or something, or, or you realise you've left the pan on downstairs and it's burning your, you know, your potatoes have gone brown, um, then when you smell it, there's a sort of sense of, ah, unpleasant. So um, can that magnify it? Well, just, just notice from your own experience. And if you find that the labeling is somehow getting in the way and magnifying it, what probably is happening is that you're asking yourself to bring your attention to the object that's un unpleasant or the object that's pleasant. And remember that what we're then asking ourselves to do is to say, it's okay for it to be just as it is. So it's okay for it to be unpleasant and to see if you can give it its space. And it's very close i do agree it's very close to wanting to get involved with it mm. generally speaking if we bring awareness to it with kindness that tends to just reveal what's there and then allow what's there and if we can say no action needed that tends to calm it down but look it's not everybody's experience and do feel free to modify these instructions or guidance mm. now come back to it Right, go right back to the beginning and find your anchors, and then that'll that'll be um, the I think the skillful thing to do. Lovely, thank you, Mark. Um, and I just I'd like to say that um, although we haven't managed to discuss everything that came in, they came in thick and fast towards the end. Um, Mark does look at all the observations and questions that come in, and you may notice them being sewn into um, future sessions. So 
they are they are seen and observed. Um, so huge thank you to you as ever, Mark, for that lovely session. So much great practice. Um, and, and do you want to say anything about some homework for this week? I think just carrying on with week six practices that defend yeah. in towards difficult thoughts. Yeah, great. Thank you. So um, we hope you've you found this session helpful. Um, they're happening every Wednesday. You're very welcome to join us every week. And um, and just a reminder that you can see them on YouTube. And I think you'll also be emailed them if you've if we have your contact details through signing up. Um, so just a huge thank you to all of you. And um, I can see everybody saying goodbye. So feel free to say goodbye and chat. And hopefully we'll see you again. Thank you.